I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, Star Wars The Last Jedi is officially in theaters. Finally! Christmas lights are up. Got an awesome guest co-host with me today that I get to introduce to you. And uh, we've got a pretty tough topic to discuss today. Something I know that many people have experienced, probably more than we all know. But it's something that I believe that needs to be discussed. Something that I hope we can find some healthy ways to handle it, respond to it, all of that. It's a very important topic. But don't worry, as is the fashion of The Real Brian Show, you'll walk away learning something new. You'll be impacted, inspired. Let's rock it! Well, seriously, though, uh, it is actually I, I, I'm not joking about this topic. Like it really could be tough. It could be sad. It could be angry. One of those you know, emotions may come of it. Uh, but again, it's something that needs to be discussed. And, you know, it's a real Brian show. So we're going to have fun. We always have fun today. Hope you're enjoying the season so far. I love this season. You know that. And I'm excited. All right. First of all, realbrianshow.com. Go check it out. You know, Miss Ice rocks those blog posts. She's got links, all kind of great things, et cetera, et cetera. So go in and rock it. And of course, our Facebook group, if you want to come join it, the uh, the links are on the website, but it's essentially just facebook.com slash group slash Will Brian Show. Come join the discussion. Have some fun. All right. I get to introduce somebody here that I've talked about on the show, but we get a chance to, you know, actually talk with her now. And this is exciting. Mango Droplet, welcome to the Hi. Real Brian Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you, just, you just pulled a mad scientist right there. That was amazing. You're just like, Hi. <laughs> Oh, and then usually, you know, Luke comes on as like, hello. So you guys are both yeah, going for that, like, as he puts it, the sexy voice. Oh, is that, is that really? <laughs> not no, I can think of him like putting his leg up and just being like pulling up his like shorts and just be like, hello, and, like show half his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> he may or may not do that in real life. <laughs> oh, should I? Should I? Well, I've, I don't think he's ever done that to me. Uh, no, I don't think he's ever actually done that either, but it's my job to like actually embarrass him. So That's good. hopefully that worked. You guys are um, in med school together. We are. We are. We actually met because uh, he is a mad scientist genius and I uh, needed help. But he doesn't game with us anymore. He just, well, I guess he still games, but he's not gaming he, with us. He fell into the girlfriend hole that one is wont to do when mm. someone gets a partner. So that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. They disappear for the, for a time. It's okay. Sometimes forever, and that's not good. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. Hopefully, you can drag him back out eventually. Yeah, the, the universe needs balance here, sort of thing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Although him and I are like in a very very busy season right now, uh, we're both interviewing for like medicine residencies. He's going into pediatric neurology. I don't know if he's mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to emergency medicine. So we're like flying all over the place. I just came wow. right back from Cincinnati not too long ago. I'll be flying off to San Francisco soon. It's kind of all over the place. Wow, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So emergency, that's, if I remember correctly, that was one thing Luke did not like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, him and I are two very like opposite souls in that regard. Mm-hmm. I am very much like, 
get down and dirty real quick. I love to be in charge of a team and like just boss people around for better or for worse. <laughs> and Luke likes to kind of sit down and think about a problem and like dissect it and like make it become awesome, which is why he's such a great student. And I am a somewhat middle of the road one. Yeah, but we, you're we a leader. Work together. Yes, Are that's very the- true. I mean, emergency medicine tends to like get those people. So yeah. yay. Well, I know it's a unique breed that can handle that too. Yeah, hats off to you. For me, my, like my mom likes to say, I've always been a leader since very young. Uh, she gets a call from my kindergarten teacher when I was like four years old. And the kindergarten teacher's like, hey, you need to come pick up your daughter. She made a kid cry because that's not a good thing. And it turns out what had happened was I had seen a bully make fun of like the runt of the class. And like I was not having any of this. So I stomp up to this bully and I'm like, hey, you're a bad person. You can't do this. Bully didn't like that, of course. And they tried to push me over. And I was like a pretty stout kid. And I was just not. He, like, he could not push me over. Mm-hmm. And instead I decided to chest bump his head <laughs> and made him fall down and cry. And like, so I've always had this like leadership justice streak since I was a kid. That is who I am. <laughs> That's <laughs> hasn't really awesome. changed since then. Mm-hmm. So you're like the superheroine of the group. So Luke and I kind of are in a group of, group of folks who uh-huh. we game together and whatnot. And I kind of like adopted all of them. We were all people who didn't necessarily come from, our medical school is like an Adventist school. It has a lot of feeder mm-hmm. schools where people come in and already knew each other. And we we're all people from like schools that didn't really have other people there. And so I kind of adopted all of us and made us into friends. So I'm like the mama hen slash heroine slash whatever you want to call of the group. Nice. So that, that is who I am. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when we first were introduced, I think, well, I think Luke had come on. Sorry, we got to, we got to say mad scientist. You know, we don't want to give away his <laughs> alter ego. Not everybody <laughs> knows scientist. who he is. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was gaming with us for Overwatch. I think we reconnected. I don't even remember how this all worked out, but somehow reconnected after a while. Cause you know, he put his head down and that was it, you know, mm-hmm. get into med mm-hmm. school and didn't hear from him for two years, but that's, that's pretty yeah. normal. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And then somehow you joined the group. We were all on. So we do this Wednesday nights and, and I've talked about this on the show before, but Overwatch Wednesday nights were in discord. There is actually, and I, I should post the link black watch live on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Yep. Is it, uh, what does he go by now? Fake Ed, fake Jason, Albatross. We'll go with that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got fake names now. Nobody even really knows anymore because, yeah. Anyway, so he's been twitching our game nights, which has been a lot of fun. But anyway, you came in one time, some dark stormy night long time oh, yeah. ago. I don't even oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest is history. Yeah, I had actually been playing Overwatch and like before that Heroes of the Storm with, oh, with him right. actually quite a lot. Yeah. And then he was like, oh yeah, I have friends from like Colorado I'm playing with again and you should totally join me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll do that. Um, and then we did. Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. It, it has been tons of fun. It's a crazy yeah. group. That is one. Uh, it's a very politically incorrect group, which yeah. uh, I find to be refreshing on one hand because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody's so, you know, uptight. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they all like each other and nobody really means any harm by it. So it's just kind of fun. Yeah, lots of fun teasing. Yeah. It's great. It's Politically incorrect can be wonderful as long as everyone is complicit in it. And respectful. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I know you've had some interesting, it's, it's kind of funny because we all joke around and like you, you mentioned the teasing thing, but you've had some experiences with Overwatch that are, let's just say have been not quite so nice. Vile? Know, yeah, have been vile. Vile. Okay, vile is <laughs> the right word. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. what is with these people? 
a little bit about me, I guess I haven't talked about in the past. Like I've been on the internet since forever. I it's only been oh, around for so many years though. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. In high school, I actually had a podcast way back then doing tech news and whatnot. And we had like 140, 150 episodes or something. Like nice. That. Yeah. It started off about the Zune. I don't know if how many of you guys know what that is, but it basically was that. Microsoft's. Yeah, yeah. It was Microsoft's version of the iPod. It was like a wonderful, wonderful music player that was out way before its time and just was a product of terrible marketing. We started up a website, uh, turned into a news site that had podcasts. We were like one of the top podcasts in the Zoom marketplace, even higher above Oprah. And we were all really proud of that. Um, We had like a thousand listeners, which is like a ton back then. Um, This was like in the, in the like 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. 2009 time or something like that. So I've, I've been on the internet since then, have played games since then, never really have experienced as much sexism as I have in like Blizzard games in the last few years. Mm. Part of it might be because of being able to speak, like having voice chat and then people recognize that you're a woman and then they're yeah. like, ah, like I've had terrible experiences <laughs> where somebody actually was like, oh, it's a girl, GG, we're going to lose. Like it's terrible. And then they just start flaming me no matter what I play, oh, even geez. though like I'm not terrible. You can ask the guys. Who I, I play think with you're great. <laughs> Seriously. You had play of the game. Like how many times last week? It was amazing. Uh, yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just dealing with that. Like you shouldn't let it bother you, but it's really annoying when somebody just kind of calls you out by, Oh, they're a woman. They're going to be terrible. Or the other one is like, Oh, you're not a real gamer. You're only here for attention. And I'll be like, but I like blowing up people's faces and like <laughs> shooting at things. I might not be the best aimer. Like I haven't played super, super first person shooter games. Mm-hmm. In fact, Overwatch was my first first person shooter. Like, in the past, I played like RuneScape and MapleStory and mm. like soft things or a lot of MOBAs. Mm-hmm. Um, was on the HOTS train for like a long while. Overwatch was like my first first-person shooter, but I've enjoyed it. I like the diversity in it. Um, yeah. I like that I don't have to just rely on my ability to aim. It's not terrible. I feel really good when I'm like shooting people's faces and like hit headshots. Yeah. Zenyatta, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but that's not as often as one would hope. No, I know what you mean by the aim thing. It's it's a little difficult, especially too. I've heard obviously your your computer's you know speed, of course, but also your internet speed and also your monitor refresh rate. Yes, plays into how quickly you can headshot someone. And it's I like thought 1440, 60 FPS or something crazy. Like you just yeah. want it as great as possible. Yeah, and you're just yeah. thinking like this is crazy. Like if yeah, if you have money to spend on that, sure, go for it. But wow, it's interesting to see that kind of advantage. Yeah. You were your med I school. Really don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a so med school. I am a quarter million dollars in debt, and I am not ashamed to wear that on my <laughs> shoulder because I'll just be like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But you'll be a quarter million dollars in profit, you know, here in what a couple of years, uh, ma- uh, ma- maybe the, ten years. That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get into gaming? I'm totally curious about that. In high school, with doing all that podcast stuff, like mm-hmm. most of my friends, honestly, were online. I'm used to being like a woman within very uh, male circles. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how that is on the internet. And I got into playing games with them, and that's it's, it's just been how that is ever since. Like, I'm not like the hugest partier or the hugest anything. Like, I'm a gamer girl, and that's mm-hmm. okay. It is what it is. I think there are games for everyone. I think it's been really sad that historically games have sort of been marketed towards males for whatever reason, one mm-hmm. way or another. But I think there's something on the internet for everyone. Yeah. You just got to find it. Well, and I have found that there are definitely a lot more females gaming than I remember, mm-hmm. you know, which is cool. I, I honestly, it's so funny. I remember actually saying, why don't we have more girls playing? 
And at yeah. the time, I don't know why. Maybe the like you said, maybe the games just weren't marketed as much towards women that they found it interesting. I have no idea, but you know, now I'm starting to see it more and more, and it's really cool. You see, especially in Overwatch, like this actually has a higher female contingent than most. I think part of it is they actually made each of their characters be so diverse. There's so many women. I think half of them are women or so. And Mm -hmm. there's kind of a person that you can identify with each of them. And I think for women, we kind of want to feel like it's okay for us to be in a certain space, especially when it comes to gaming. And so I think being able to have those characters that we can kind of identify with definitely helps. I don't necessarily play only female characters, but I think Overwatch has done a really good job, at least in making us feel included and able to be a part of it. You're right about that too. It's because, you know, the, the different characters, whether they're male or female, all have different abilities. Like you said, they're diverse and, and, and their backstories and nationalities and everything like that. So yeah, if you're like, I want to play a healer, I guess there's one male healer, but the rest are female. Mm-hmm. Look at the the makeup of how what plays what characters. Women, by and large, will play a lot of healers. But actually, if you go on the subreddit called it's um it's, it's like the girl gaming subreddit, mm-hmm. and you'll see a lot of women being like, I don't want to have to play the healer all the time, but a lot of times they're relegated to that role because I think in at least within women gamers, by and large, we kind of want to keep the cohesiveness of the team we want to make sure that the team is going to do as well as possible Mm. and unfortunately a lot of times healers aren't the ones that are picked and so we'll kind of default to picking that one Mm. or a lot of us will feel afraid to play like the dps character or something else because we don't want that pressure on us to be like oh they're terrible aiming or they're terrible shooting because they're a woman Mm. um so you have that kind of barrier as well and you can look it's it's really interesting there's like a whole kind of sub culture or within gaming that kind of looks like these like female politics within gaming itself yeah so how do you feel with our group and this is the time to be honest and throw anyone under the bus you want oh no you guys are great <laughs> i can play where the hell i want and in fact you guys are like stop playing a healer and i'll be like but i love it so much so for me i do actually love playing healer I, yeah. you know part of it is Oh, I love playing Zenyatta because like, I can shoot people's faces off and yeah. do a ton of damage and often get all golds and also heal, which is nice. And I think a little bit also is I don't want to have to rely on someone else to heal me because I kind of have a little bit of a trust issue. So. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that might be part of it. But you guys are great. Like I enjoy playing you guys so much, except when we go on losing streaks for like 30 games and I'm just like, I want to kill myself right uh, now. Stop. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out because it's not like the team gets worse. It's something to do with the matching. I think because uh-huh. I, yeah. I feel like we should be technically, you know, gelling a little more towards the end of the night. Yeah, but, but it, I don't know. I don't know. But, okay, wait, <laughs> I have my, my my health tip of the week, though. OK, health tip away. Eggnog uh, plus <laughs> or minus alcohol. <laughs> oh, I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol personally. I think. Oh, well, you know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Oh. But I don't really either. So, yeah, no, everybody else Although, does. But mine is by. um have to i guess this is just embedded me i am missing the enzyme required to like really digest alcohol well so interesting the net effect is that i end up feeling like a hangover really quickly like i can maybe do a shot and then i start like getting hangover symptoms like my head starts to hurt my throat starts to like feel like it's closing up my heart yeah it's just it's no way no so i am i am the resident like designated driver and i'm okay with that yeah I I have a heart condition that I've had since I was a kid. They pretty much said, you know, while you're on this med and with this heart condition, just don't drink alcohol. So I just never got into it and never Mm -hmm. liked it anyway. And so I just never drank. And yeah, same thing. I'm okay with it as well. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Well, there you go. Yeah. So it's okay not to drink guys. I know. It's true. (laughs) true. Well, and I can have a lot of fun without alcohol. So (laughs) 
I, I get proxy drunk is what my friends call it. Um, and it's funny because there's actually a research out there that talks about they gave research participants, half of them real vodka and the other half stuff that tasted like vodka and was like everything like it, but didn't actually have alcohol in it. And they found that the social interactions between all parties like ended up being very similar. So it's kind of more like you're being tricked into thinking you're drinking alcohol. Yeah. So there's a question of how much does drinking alcohol actually inhibit you or, or disinhibit you or just being in a social situation where you can be disinhibited. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that totally makes sense though. Cause I've heard so many studies like that where they do, you know, that placebo effect sort of thing. Yeah. But absolutely. you know, it's kind of funny cause we were at this, uh, you know, one of the holiday parties recently and everybody's just having a great time and you would have thought people were drinking just because the amount of everybody was just have, I mean, they were laughing so hard. They were choking and not able to breathe. It was just so much fun. And I just thought, you know, there's no alcohol going on around here. Everybody's having a good time, like an actual natural good time. It was cool. It is kind of where people maybe might need something to kind of help them feel like they need a little bit more social lubrication. And sure. You know, I guess if we help lubricate folks through other venues, like playing games or having organized things to do together, that might help. Totally. Those situations. Well, I'm yeah. making people feel comfortable because I totally understand this. You know, if you're, if you're somewhere, I mean, I've been networking meetings, whatever the heck those, you know, where you really don't know anyone and you show up to these things. Uh, it's one thing if you have, like, if you're going to a social event, you've got somebody with you. Then it's like, hey, you know, the two or three or whatever of you can conquer the whole thing. No big deal. But if you show up to something by yourself, it's like this is even for me as an extrovert, a little awkward. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, I call myself kind of an omnivert. Like when I'm out, when I'm working and whatnot, nice. I'm like can be as extroverted as possible. I think uh, Mad Scientist is actually really jealous of that. When I'm at home, like just let me be at home and don't let me talk to anyone. And mm -hmm. like I will be a little golem except for like gaming. Then I can chat with my friends when I'm gaming. But otherwise, it's just like I'm in my little hidey hole. But like during this interview season, before every interview, you have to go. Well, you like go to an interview dinner a pre-interview dinner and that's like where you don't know anyone you're meeting everyone for the first time it's like fellow interviewees and like the residents of the program and it's terrifying even as an extrovert because you're like i gotta meet new people i gotta yeah. show my best face i gotta see if i gel well with them they're probably judging me a little bit they gotta see if they like me you know and it's, it's a little nerve-wracking i'm going on like 13 or 14 of these and that's wow. typically what most of us do so like i feel so bad for introverts who it's even worse for them it's an exhausting season. Well, and I feel like people should take responsibility for those who have been around for a while. They mm -hmm. should take responsibility for welcoming new people, taking them under their wing a little bit, introducing them around. I mean, that's just the way things should be. And that's something that I've personally always tried to do. You know, if I've been in a mm -hmm. group for a while, I'm always like, yeah. okay, let me, let's meet this person. Let's bring them in. You know, let's introduce them because I, I, I hate that feeling. You know, when you come in, mm -hmm. you're like, um, I don't even know who to talk to. Everybody's talking to each other. I don't want to interrupt anyone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, can I join the circle? Well, I'm joining the circle. Hi, like, let me introduce myself. <laughs> and and I'll give you this look like, um, yeah, yeah. who are you? Yeah. Why are you, why are you interrupting me? Not cool. Yeah. <sighs> I know what you mean. So there was a, I'm calling it a campaign because I actually don't know a better word for this, but there was this sort of thing going around Facebook that write me too on your mm -hmm. wall. If yeah. you've ever been a victim of, of some kind of sexual abuse, assault, et cetera. And I was yeah. absolutely blown away how many of my Facebook friends wrote that on their walls? Right. No idea this was such a big issue. Then I saw that you had written it on there. And so you and I chatted briefly about it, but I thought, you know what? This is something that I think we need to talk about because it's one thing to post it on Facebook and it's another thing to say, what's going on? And how do we find some kind of a healthy response to this from a victim side, but also from you know the rest of us who haven't been victims? You know, like if we see something or hear about something, et cetera, how do we respond to this kind of thing? I would say that 90 plus percent of the time, 
people that see it, hear about it, do absolutely nothing except walk away. And that is so not okay. Yeah. I mean, feel free to share whatever you're comfortable with, but I wanted to hear some of your thoughts on this. It's great that we actually have it now because it's it's probably the perfect timing. The history of this like Me Too campaign actually came from somebody named uh, Tarana Burke, who is like a social activist. She works with young survivors of harassment and assault. And I think in the 2000s, she actually started it kind of as a way for women to share their stories and to kind of say, yeah, there's other people out there like this. But it didn't actually get really big until Alyssa Milano tweeted it out this past October. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write Me Too as a reply to the tweet and tell your story. Over one day, 30,000 people had used it and it just kind of caught fire that way. So that's kind of where it came from. Interestingly enough, the Times has this person of the year every year. And this year it's actually uh, the Silence Breakers, which is an homage to everybody who has come forward to talk about this issue, this issue of sexual harassment, whether it happens to men or to women. I don't think we would really have this movement as much as it is, if not for the way our politics has been happening. It's really interesting to see born out of that has been this movement towards talking more about this issue of sexual harassment and um, assault in the workplace, in politics, in Hollywood, all these different things. And you've been seeing in the past few weeks, people in power sort of having to step down. Like you had uh, Senator Al Franken step down, admitting that he's done a lot of sexual harassment, maybe not assault, but harassment. Mm -hmm. And I think he had a lot of pressure to step down. You've had a variety of other high Hollywood folks. You have Harvey Weinstein. You have Kevin Stacey. Yeah, he he also got let go from House of Cards and he's... For him, it was a lot of men. Just like all these people who have had to step down. You have uh, Terry Crews, who is now actually suing another male for sexually assaulting him. There's all these people have come forward, both men and women, who are talking more about this situation. And for me, like I've been sexually harassed, sexually assaulted. Before any of it happened to me, I I know that I kind of thought of like these women as, quote, weak. Like, why did you let this happen to you? Mm -hmm. And at least like for my personal story... This happened like in in college. I just broken up with a boyfriend and I had a friend of mine who like I thought was a great friend, like had known them since high school. And they're like, hey, you know, I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, It really sucks to have to break up. Like, how about you come over? We'll watch some rom-coms. You can sleep on my couch and we'll just like hang out and, you know, kind of commiserate together. And I thought, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, we started drinking a little bit. They tried to get me more drunk. I was like, dude, I'm not going to drink really. And then they tried kissing me and I was like, well, you know, I'm. I'm single now, like, why not? Okay, fine, I'll do do this, but I don't really want to do anything else. Um, And they kept pressuring for more and more and more and more. And what was kind of more disturbing was like early on that night, we had been talking about like sexual harassment, sexual Mm. assault. And like, it was already a little upsetting to me that like me telling them, hey, I don't want to do anything else. And they kept on pushing. Like, I was like, why aren't they getting this? It got to the point where like, uh, I had to say like, if you don't stop right now, you're going to rape me. Mm. That is when they finally stopped. But it like, it took me having to actually say those words mm-hmm. for them to even consider stopping. Problem is like, I couldn't leave that night because the buses had stopped. I was living a little too far from my place and it, I felt a little helpless. Um, so I spent that night kind of curled in the corner, like, you know, crying, slash trying to sleep. And the next morning, like I tried to escape and had to like regroup with a friend and it was Having that experience is terrible. I consider myself like a really strong and vocal and outspoken woman. Um, and it took a lot for me to even say the words like, you're going to rape me. I think when you're in that moment, it's you you freeze up. You don't know what to do. It, it's very easy when you're outside of the situation to just be like, oh yeah, you could have done this or you could have done this. Oh, but yeah. when you're in that moment, you just like freeze up and you don't oh, yeah. know what to do. Yeah. So as terrible as it is me having to experience that, like I now support like anybody who <laughs> ever has gone through it has definitely made me be more aware of 
anything that is harassment or assault around this, what's happening with people. Like, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to like the concern of, oh, I don't want to be accusing people wrongly or don't want to cause trouble to people who innocuous or whatnot. And I, I get that. I get that. I get that very much. And even now, like, I, I try to be super aware of that, maybe to a fault. Like when I've had people harass me or try to do other stuff, I'll be like, oh, was I asking for it? Like, was I wearing something wrong? Did I say something that kind of made me think they could do that to me? And like, no, like we we shouldn't be thinking that, but but we do, and yeah. I, I think that's why it's a gray zone uh, sometimes for a lot of people. It is sort of a gray zone because there's two ways that I, I personally look at this, and I've had conversations about this in the past. But the whole, um, you know, she was asking for it. That is crap. However, there's two sides to that, right? So one, if someone is provoking, so in the provocative sense, right? Most guys are are. I hate to say it kind of weak when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you know, guys are visual creatures. Yeah. Um, so there is that. But on the other hand, it is still the guy's choice to act or not. I, I think it kind of depends. Like if, if the girl's coming on to the guy, that's very different than her not coming on at all and just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a very but different I, I story, think- too. I think people also find a hard time having that, like that line, like just because somebody k- kind of comes on you, doesn't mean that they want every, the whole spectrum of things, right? Oh, of Maybe course. they just want to make out with you. And like, yeah. unfortunately it's very hard to like, kind of put that stopping line somewhere or feel like it's okay to stop or say stop. Totally. Um, totally. And unfortunately there have been some cases where it's kind of messed it up for everyone else. Uh, mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, somebody who, was like totally consenting at one like that day then the next day I felt like oh maybe I don't like that person and then like calls it rape like I, I get that like there are stories like that but the amount of times that that has happened is so much smaller than the amount of times where it like legitimately has been sexual assault yeah and I think even then in those cases sometimes you have some coercion going on too like you ask once and the person said no then don't keep on asking like totally. they're not gonna change their mind or they might kind of change their mind kind of to yeah. like to have you shut up. So no, you I, might be able to wear someone down to get them to a point where they'll be okay, but it's like a reluctant okay. And yeah. that's still sexual assault. Okay. So I look at people like this when you're younger, sometimes you don't know any better in this. Well, mm-hmm. I would say a lot of times you don't know any better. Yes. You know, you're experiencing yes. things, you know, you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm dumb. It made dumb to stay, you know, dumb mistakes, that kind of thing. So there's going to be that moment where it's like, you're doing something. And like you said, you get this, Hey, holy crap, stop. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? That would be a healthy response. Oh, what was I doing? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And you never do that again. Or, you know, you at least are aware of that. The person that doesn't care and keeps pushing, that's, that's the concern issue. And so I think you're right about there are people we need to be dealing with. You know, there are some serious concern situations. And then there are those that just didn't know any better and are making dumb mistakes, but realize it once somebody, and I think that's where the re- maybe the response, the healthy response should be like you did in that moment where it's like, stop, this is not okay anymore. It's obviously okay to do that. If you feel like you're in an unsafe situation and then the the person that's causing that unsafe situation, ideally they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. So the problem in my situation though, was like, I had said stop for most of the night. No, I know. Um, And and until I said the magic word rape, like, (laughs) you know, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That was a dangerous situation for you. Yeah. That, yeah. Like that shouldn't be the case for us. Like, I agree. I think we need to do a better job of teaching people to like, yeah, consent itself doesn't sound sexy, but it can be sexy, you know, like making mm-hmm. us be better about those kind of things. Um, and that, I mean, that's why I'm glad we're having these conversations. Like you find out that's much more pervasive than anyone would have thought. Like we as women, we probably 
think this, but I think having it out in the open, having people see it and realizing it, oh, like that is a problem yeah. and having folks reach out to, I'm glad that there are men coming forward and saying, no, I've been sexually assaulted too, or sexually harassed too. Like they can be assaulted or harassed just as much as women can. I mean, unfortunately yeah. by and large, it's, it's been women. That's kind of the way our social structures have been, but helping men also come forward and talk about their experiences is important too for this whole movement. Oh, totally. Yeah. As a man, one of the things that I've been trying to do is, and granted, you know, I only have so many people that really allow me to speak into their lives, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I even try to do with the show here is I'm always talking about respect and value of each person, regardless okay. of whether we agree on things or what, it doesn't matter. Man, I'm, I'm huge on that because it's like the last thing I want to see is anyone hurting someone else, disrespecting yeah. someone else, you know, devaluing someone, whatever that is, you know, like that's... Yeah. It's just not okay. And so that's the kind of stuff that I, if, if I see it, I'm in their face mm-hmm. and you don't want me in their face. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that you're having this dialogue in your podcast. Like it's yeah. important that we're having it in all these circles. So thanks for talking about it here. Of course. Um, but what do yeah. we do for, so you've been through this. What do we do for people that have been in a situation like this though? I think it's important, like what you're saying, kind of standing up for others too. Like that's mm-hmm. absolutely really important and realizing that there's, more to this than just like the assault and the rape part. I think there's things that we can be doing just like out in the open too that are a little bit more insidious that we can also fight against. You know, like the cat calling, like that's uncalled for. We shouldn't be doing that to each other. Like no one really likes that. Like maybe likes it a little bit, but like don't ever do that to a woman by herself on the street. Like that's terrifying for the woman. That's not okay. And in general, you shouldn't really be doing that to people in general. When When you see it in your workplace, realizing those those sort of things and also fighting against them as a man like you like i'm very thankful that we have i I like to call them allies that also help speak up because especially like as a as a woman i sometimes feel a little bit afraid to speak up because then i'll get branded as oh like it's just that woman causing trouble or just like that Mm. you can call them like that token female who is causing trouble who like is just trying to get attention. But if you have other people also being allies kind of helping them fight the good fight uh, it's definitely definitely makes it a little bit easier. Totally. And you're right. They are out there. There are those quote, as you put it, token females that are out there making noise. And it's just kind of like, okay, are they telling the truth or not? But what happens is that desensitizes us to the people who are actually trying to say something that's real. Mm-hmm. Which well, is and the thing is maybe those token females are saying th- something that's real. It's just that, well, sure. you know, it's easy to ignore a single voice. Yeah. So again, why yeah. this movement going forward is exciting. Totally separate example, but I like to over-exaggerate things because that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. But people still believe me when I'm saying something just because of how I say it. But what if they didn't? I mean, what if they're just like, oh, he's just exaggerating again. You know how who knows what's actually real. So you're right. There's that, you know, what's actually going on. Everything I say is either true or has an element of truth to it. But, you know, if I say, oh, everybody told me this. No, that's not really true. Yeah, that's not really true. But that's I I see what you're saying. Like, we got to be careful about. The stuff that needs to get heard needs to get heard above the noise of anything else that's out there that's causing people yeah. to get desensitized. So I agree. But what about yeah. for people who have gone through this? Because you're saying you've got trust issues. You said that earlier. I would assume that's part of it. We're friends, right? And and even right. you and I have talked about this in, in the game night group because of some of the stuff that you've experienced with other Overwatch players that have been extremely, as you put it, vile. And, <laughs> and I immediately contacted you and was like, tell me if any of the guys in our game night group have ever done anything to make you feel like that. And you said no, which I was very thankful for. But I thought that's the first thing is you said allies, friends, what can we do to support you? And of course, anyone else who has gone through this on a personal level. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think you just gave like a wonderful example, right? Like checking in on your friends and just being supportive uh, with them in any way they do need. That's the best way. I've had like okay. a, other experiences where like friends actually saw it actively happening where somebody was like actively trying to do stuff to me when I was like very much not into it. And they mm -hmm. made sure to kind of like come around. And there was one example where like somebody was just trying to do stuff to me. They eventually kicked them out of that. Like we, there was a bunch of us hanging out in a hotel room. They actively like kicked out that person and then kind of hung out with me afterwards and like made sure to walk with me to my hotel room. Turns out that this person actually was waiting outside the room for me to come out. And everybody was like, what the heck? And then we went back into the room and like waited again. And somebody went outside and like tried to get this person to go away. Things like that has happened. And like mm -hmm. making sure that you're in a place that you can watch out for your friends and yeah. band around them and make sure like that they're safe. I think that's super important when you're going out, you know, for example, like you don't drink, I don't really drink. Like I make sure I keep an eye on my friends to ensure they're not in situations that they wouldn't want to be otherwise. Mm -hmm. And having these good conversations before when everybody's like sober and saying like, what are you comfortable with? What do you want me to help you out with? Things like that. That's absolutely super duper important. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing all that. And, and I agree with you. Where do you think most of these things happen? Things in like clubs and bars, it's very easy to spot. And mm -hmm. you and your friends can band together and be like, oh yeah, that person's just being gross. Like, I don't want to be around them. But it's kind of like in the more social circles that it's a little bit more insidious. Like when you're hanging out with a group of friends somewhere, or for me, it was like going to a friend's place. I didn't think it was going to be a problem because they like were friends before. But like, unfortunately, a lot of things, a lot of these sexual assault problems actually come from people you know, unfortunate yeah. as it is. Like that's kind of when we put down our, our guard uh, so still kind of watching out for each other in those situations, I think is important. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's interesting. They actually, somebody did a study and like asked people who actually cat called, they're like, why do you do this? And a lot of them think, oh, it's because I think the girl's going to enjoy it. Or like, I think they like it. And like, it yeah. doesn't cross their minds that it actually feels intimidating to a woman on her own on the street. So I think kind of educating people more about those things. I think you, you hit it. I would say most people are not being malicious about it. Are, are right. those that are, of course. But I would say you're right that most people just simply don't know any better. They didn't learn. They didn't have, you know, proper parenting or respect teaching or whatever, whatever. I mean, you could list off all these reasons. And so they go out there and they do this. And when you ask them, they're like, I don't know. Yeah. And you're kind of like, like, oh, I thought they'd like it. Yeah, I thought exactly. they'd want it, you know? Yeah. And then you're yeah. kind of like, that's not okay. And they're, oh, hopefully that's how they respond. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, no, I think yeah. this is good. And, I, and it's so funny because I honestly believe that everybody that listens to the show and I really am not exaggerating about the everybody part here. <laughs> I really believe that everybody that listens to this show is kind of like they go, yeah, you know, I'm totally with you. I know this stuff, but you never know. Maybe, maybe there's someone listening right now that's like, oh, I didn't know that that was a bad thing or I didn't know that that was disrespectful. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope it's an encouragement, but you're right. And I think it's the, the thing that I keep trying to call people to do is to band together as a community and to get yeah. each other's backs because I think that's a lost art that is essential, especially right now. Again, like super thankful that you kind of stand up and say, this is something I care about because mm -hmm. I think it's easier as a male to kind of tell other males, hey, like, don't do that. Oh, yeah. You know, like kind of call out each other or yeah. like sort of be the alpha. If the alpha guy in the group is like, no, you don't do that. Then the rest of the guys don't do that. Right. Like, totally. totally. <laughs> if we can get you to do that, then we'll all be happier. We'll all be better around. Well, there you go. So we've got to influence the leaders, as you put it, the alpha guys in those groups of guys, influence them, educate them, encourage them. And there you go. Yeah. Things will start to trickle down. Yeah, well, let's hope. Absolutely. Let's hope. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. But um, Yeah, I definitely encourage anybody who like 
is interested, definitely read the Times Person of the Year, the Silence Breakers article. It's phenomenal. You just have to Google it. It's free. And it kind of talks about the same things I was thinking about. Like, what actually brought people to kind of talk about these things? What's this movement been all about? Where is it going? How is it popped up? It's actually like an international phenomenon now. Super interesting. So I definitely would encourage anyone who's interested to read it. Awesome. Appreciate that. We'll have that in the show notes then. Well, thank you, Anna. Mango yeah, Droplet. Mango Droplet, yes. That's the, yeah. Well, that's your superhero name, so. <laughs> it's, it is. Um, I picked it when I was like 11 or 12, so don't anyone judge me. No, it's um, perfect. It, and it's also not Man God Droplet. I've had people think that too. Uh, it's kind of funny. Man God so. Role Play. It's a French guy. Yeah, Man God Role yeah. Play, yes. <laughs> it's a creative yeah. name though. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. All right, so Star Wars came out officially last night and okay. we are going tomorrow. Which is very exciting. Yes. And now I understand you've only seen Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, well, no, okay. Rogue One. I've seen Rogue, Rogue One as oh, well. Rogue I've seen one. like oh, the oh. most recent ones. Um, okay, Rogue One. I tried, to, I, I tried to watch the older ones once. Somebody started the fourth one, but they started at like three o'clock in the morning and I'm sorry, but like, oh, yeah. I love sleep and sort of fell asleep and then just haven't tried since then. And at this point, I'm like, is it overrated? I feel like it might be overrated. Like if I try watching, I'm just going to be so disappointed. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> That's, you know, that's a really good point because if you've never seen them and yeah. The, so here's the thing. The hype is massive right. in general. Right. Go in with, well, first of all, do you even like that genre? I love that genre. Are you kidding me? I love like space things so much. Then you should totally watch it and just go in and say, hey, whatever happens. I'm not going to listen to what everybody else said. I'm just going to go in and enjoy it on my own. But they don't have like cute things like BB-8 and like that new one with the huge <laughs> eyes. And I think it's Chewbacca's like sidekick. Like I'm, I'm quite sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that little penguin-y hamster-y looking thing is. I forgot its name. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I walked into a Disney store the other day and saw them and just fell in love with them and like was cuddling three in my whole ar- in my arms the whole time I was walking around the store. Nice. Yeah, no, because Disney knows they're like the other demographic that gets left behind. People like me that like really cute things and they're like, oh, this is how we grab them in. I might have been grabbed in that way. So, well, so you haven't seen the original one from 1977. So yeah, there probably were not those kind of things. I mean, maybe Bantha's. Totally kidding. Not, no, no. You'll, you'll understand what I mean later. <laughs> Uh, but you know, in Return of the Jedi, there were Ewoks. Yeah, that's true. And then it oh, kind of, so, they went to Jar Jar, which is not, no. No. Not well, the funny thing is, I think I've actually seen like maybe 20 minutes of something with Jar Jar in it. Like I remember watching like this marketplace where he steals a frog with his tongue or something. Yeah. That's him. Like that's about as much of the Star Wars <sighs> movies that I remember. Jar Jar was a travesty. That's just all I got to say. <laughs> so. So maybe that scared me away from watching the rest of them. Who knows? Like, I just remember watching that and just being like, what is this? It would probably be good for you to go through before you go to see the new one. Go through them and just, you know, if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. But don't listen to the hype because it's like, you know, Stranger Things (laughs) too. Everybody was like, oh my gosh. And yeah. At this point, I kind of know the whole story, know the at least the pop culture references nowadays because you get so many of these pop cultural references. So I like know enough about it. So I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll watch it. But again, go in with your own perspective. Watch it with somebody who shuts up through it, you know, just lets you enjoy it <laughs> or watch it by yourself so that you can okay. form your own opinion and just enjoy. OK, because if somebody's like, oh, my gosh, this next part. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, stop oh, it. And I definitely seen the part where somebody falls into the hole. Like I've seen those 20 oh, minutes sweet. too. Yeah. Yes. Now, have you watched dark matter? Speaking of sci-fi? Uh, no, I have not. Not oh, yet. I started watching that last year. I think I found it. 
almost Stargate worthy kind of space sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was a big season one fan and then season two kind of had its moments, but um, finally, finally got a chance to watch season three. Oh my gosh. And then they canceled it. Oh no, Why? I'm sorry. Why did that it sucks? Well, it's like you get these good shows and they actually have good yeah. story and they have show good promise and then they cancel yeah. and you're going, Why? all my favorite shows have been canceled. Well, of course the very classic one that we all know about is firefly, mm. right? Pushing daisies is one of my favorite too. Yeah, I never saw that. Um, yeah, it was, it's a great little show. I think it ended up being a little bit too smart for the American populace. Like the British <laughs> populace loved it. Yeah. Um, basically about a guy that could like touch things and make them come back to life. And then if you mm. touch them again, they would die. But it was done in like a very cute-ish way, but still very intelligently. It's it's hilarious. It's wonderful. It's not really sci-fi, but it is one of my favorite shows that did get canceled too early. But speaking of sci-fi things, Andy Weir, the writer of The Martian, just came out with a book called Artemis. Oh. came out in like November and I am currently like doing book on tape of it because the Martian was really good book on tape. So uh-huh. I decided why don't I do book on tape on this, but I think it might actually be, this book might actually be better as a reading book, but regardless, still really great. It's about gal. She's like 26 ish or so. And she lives on the moon, which the, the city's called Artemis and her adventures there. And she's, it's like an, a wonderful female heroine. And if you're, if you know the Martian, if you know Andy Weir's kind of writing, he likes to kind of become quite scientific or technical with his writing. Mm-hmm. That's well researched and then kind of put it into a narrative story. He doesn't disappoint. Uh, I think the Martian's still like a little better and it's like kind of more novel in its form of how it was, but I'm still highly enjoying this book. The heroine is wonderful. The cast of characters is wonderful. He has great diversity and it's super interesting. And that is my plug in for that book. You guys should all read it or listen to it, however you want to consume it. Nice. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. That's good to know because I loved The Martian. Yeah. And I love really his great. story too. Andy's story is really cool. So Artemis. Artemis. I was yeah. talking about Awaken Online last week and I finished it. I was almost mm-hmm. done with it when we did the show last week. And I just, oh, wow, what a great book. It's a, it's a, I was talking about it a little bit with Luke, but it's a gaming book set about oh. 60 years in the future. Uh, I mean, it's not like about gaming in general, but it's a story of, of well, there's a lot more to it. Let's put it that way. What's but it called? Awaken Online. Awaken Online. Yeah. Okay. And the first book was called Catharsis and uh, Travis Bagwell is his name, but it was his very first book and he just wrote it not that long ago. So, you know, he's like, if you see mistakes and I'm like, yeah, I actually did. I probably should email him because I saw some (laughs) grammatical issues and stuff like that. But there's book two of Awaken Online and it's called Precipice. So I just started that. I'm so good. Very stereotypical names. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) precipice i could swear there's probably another book out there that i know of it yeah i'm sure (laughs) oh it's crazy well i I like finding these kind of creative things and you go oh that was that was but actually i would say it has sort of a uh ready player one feel oh i love i love ready Ready player one so it's different in the sense of it's not the nostalgia and the humor you know that that had but it's it's sort of that same type of feel but yeah it's it's good all right i want to leave everyone here on one thing that i think is uh especially this time of year right there's This time of year can be tough for some people, and I know it's stressful for most people, but I just wanted to to kind of encourage you to find something that you do love and then go enjoy it. Take some time, some self-care time for yourself this season. Get out there. You know, one of the things we love to do is just drive around and look at lights. You know, it's dark. It's getting dark by 4 p.m. nowadays, and so it's nice to just go around and look at people's Christmas lights and just kind of enjoy certain things. You know, like I said, eggnog, that's that's important. You agree with that one? Yeah, I, you know, I haven't actually had eggnog in a long time, so mm-hmm. I will go do it in your honor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Minus the rum or whatever they put. I don't even know. Is that what they put I, in it? 
I have no idea. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, go do something for yourself. Have some fun this season. Try to, and then share it. Please let us know because I'm always looking for new ideas too. Yeah. Well, Mango, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a blast and hopefully I'll be back again sometime. <sighs> yeah, I, I was telling you at the beginning, I'm like, if this wasn't good enough, I wouldn't air the episode. <laughs> but um, I, I guess you could come back on if you want to. I don't know. We'll, t- we'll, we'll, t- we'll negotiate. Check, check your hair washing schedule or... Oh, yeah. Taking your dog to the vet or something like that schedule. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) You know what the music means next week. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, in celebration of this time of year, the season, the holidays, Christmas, all of that. My sister is joining me. Kim Scarlet Synapse. We're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be really fun. So join us next week. Go to realbrianshow.com. Have a great week. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.